And a very good evening to you and welcome to People of Note on Classic 1027. This program is broadcast every Sunday from 6 to 8. And in it, we listen to someone who is a person of note and we listen to music of their choice. My guest tonight is Kitumetse Mokoro. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you so much for having me, Richard. Did I pronounce it well? Yes, you did. And I want to know because is that a Tswana name? Yes, it, and in direct translation, it means Kitumetse means I am happy or I accept. Yeah, that's what it means. And are you happy? Yes, I'm always happy. I try to, to live up to my name by making sure that I, I have a positive outlook on life, that I'm always smiling and that, yeah, that, I'm, that I'm happy. So I am Well, happy. that certainly seems to come across in the way you deal with people. Thank Where you. do you come from, Ketumetsu? I am from Kimberley, which is the capital of the Northern Cape. And I was raised by my grandparents. I was born and raised there my whole life. And um, I went to Northern Cape High School, and then from there I studied at the University of the Free State. Now, that's interesting. Why were you brought up by your grandparents? I was brought up by my grandparents because um, my grandfather actually was on Robben Island. Um, he's a military war veteran of the ANC. And um, after 1994, because him and my grandmother had had spent like over 20 years apart and weren't able to actually raise children together because when he was incarcerated, they were quite small. And by the time he was released, they were already in their 30s, 40s. He asked my mom very, very, very nicely if it'd be possible if, um, my, uh, if I could be raised by him and my grandmother at the time. And I'm really honored and blessed to have been raised by uh, my grandparents. Yes. Well, uh, that's a really interesting part of your story. And what was it like to be raised by older parents, in inverted commas? Because these are wise people. Yes. Well, as I was growing up and I'd see my mom maybe about eight times in a year, I'd always be like, why am I not with my mom? But when I became, I think, around 10, 11, when my grandfather started teaching me like like important concepts in life, such as relativity and the different types of thesis that you get. I then started realizing that I am literally in the basket and in the aura of wisdom. And this is my opportunity to make sure that I literally sink everything in that I'm being taught. And yeah, that, that uh, I was actually, that's when I realized how honored and blessed I am to be raised by such amazing people with such rich history. And what was his name, your grandfather? Uh, Gauta George Mukhara. He's still alive. He's 84. Hi, Opa. <laughs> so, gosh, he really is uh, a senior citizen now. Yes. And you say you attended Northern Cape High School. We're going to hear about that in a moment. Let's listen to your first piece of music, which is appropriate for you with your name is I Am Happy. It's called What a Wonderful World. Certainly. That was part of What a Wonderful World by Weiss and Tila. Prince Lenguasa was on vocals and trumpet there. The Joburg Festival Orchestra conducted by me. Well chosen. Awesome. Kitu Metze. Uh, that's my guest in People of Note, Kitu Metze Mohoro. Uh, that is a Tswana name and you come from Kimberley, as you said. You attended Northern Cape High School. Mm -hmm. And that was that an old Model C school? Or? Yes, yes, it is a dual medium, so it's Afrikaans and English. The reason why I um, attended Northern Cape High um, is because it's literally down the road from my home, so it is easy for me just to walk to school every day. 
And what I didn't explain at the beginning of the program is that you're one of the backroom people here at Classic 1027. Yes, I'm a content producer for Classic 1027. So just tell us what that means. What do you do here? Um, my, my, what I do at Classic is I, I am part of the team that would create content for the station. We work in a team mo mostly if we, it's content create related. We work in a team of three. It's myself, which is a content producer, a technical producer, as well as the presenter. So my job is then to book the guest, um, have topics that we discuss and so forth. And then um, our viewers would then, our listeners would then hear that. And you've always been interested, obviously, in people. When I look at your the brief CV you gave me, you obviously were someone at school who enjoyed interacting with people. I did. I did enjoy interacting with people a lot. I, I talk a lot. I think everyone knows this. And um, from a very young age, my grandparents realized how much I absolutely love talking and telling people my opinion. So they made sure that they, they, they encouraged, encouraged, thank you. They yeah. encouraged my, 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 my skills in public speaking, debating, communications and relations and so forth. And you did a lot of that at school. I did. Um, my journey actually began when I was 12. Um, I, I wasn't selected to be part of a girls parliament. So the each each high each, each primary school had to choose two kids in the school and I went home and I wasn't chosen and I cried. I told my grandfather they didn't choose me to go to the legislature and he said, Well, tomorrow we'll put you'll put on your uniform and we'll go anyway. And I said, We can't do that. Isn't that called gate crashing? He's like, Well, it's not a party, it's something quite informative and if you really want to be part of it, you should. So we went, I didn't go to school that day, we went to the legislature and I was sitting at the back because I didn't have a mic, I wasn't one of the reps. And, oh, but um, you were watching your schoolmates. Yes, I was that. watching my schoolmates. They were like, why is she here? She wasn't chosen. <laughs> and I was at the back and I remember the premier said something and I stood up and she said, there's a young girl at the back, she seems like she wants to say something, come to the front and say it. And I did so and after that I was interviewed by uh, Morning Live and then I was on TV and then from there, um, the premier chose me to be to shadow her. her the, the premier at the time was uh, De Bruyne Peters, who's now a parliamentarian in the new administration. And yes, that's when my whole journey began as a public speaker, motivational speaker, as a debater and a rep for my province. Gosh, so you've done quite a lot. And we're going to listen to your next choice now, which is the anthem for the new nation. We were just yes. talking about that by Abdullah Ibrahim. That was Anthem for the New Nation by Abdullah Ibrahim. And Kitu Metze, you were telling me that you and your grandfather used to drive around and listen to this music. Yes, um, I grew up with jazz because that's what my grandparents used to listen to. And um, we'd go on a lot of road trips. And I remember so many times, every time Abdullah Ibrahim played or Louis Armstrong, my grandfather would stop the car in the middle of nowhere and we'd get out and we'd start doing our dance. So, yes, it's a very fun time and a lot of history behind the type of music they'd be listening yeah. to today. And, of course, traveling around the north and Cape, there are lots of places where there's nothing. Exactly. So you can stop and no one would be around. For hundreds and hundreds <laughs> of kilometers. <laughs> Do you miss that life? 
Do I miss the Northern Cape? The Northern Cape and grandparents. I certainly miss my grandparents. Lucky enough, I'll be going home soon just to see them for a little bit. Um, I do miss the Northern Cape as well. Um, the people there are very friendly, especially in Kimberley. Um, it's also a really small town, but I do enjoy Joburg just because opportunities are rife here. So tell us now, you were a, one of the things you shadowed the Premier, you told us about that. But then I see here you were also a United Nations delegate, a former mo- whatever it was. Just mm-hmm. just explain that to us. So I was a, a, a United Nations delegate in terms of their model program. So the United Nations has this program where they um, they model what the actual United Nations is like um, for 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 school kids. So I was I was chosen to represent my province. Um, in Cape Town for the big international model United Nations um, conference where we discussed obviously very important political and social economic issues and I also got a chance to go to Robben Island and on that trip it was quite surreal because um, we were treated as prisoners um, um, prior to before 1994 and I had to be in solitary confinement for hours gagged chained up blindfolded and I cried and when I got home I told my grandfather I said how did you do this for over 13 years and that's when you I actually got to understand the uh, the, the the history and the, the great legacy that comes with what my family is and and what he'd been through yeah, and what he'd yeah. been through that's the reason I cried because I just couldn't yeah. believe it did he ever talk about that he did and he uh, when we were growing up he'd explain in detail everything that he had to experience and um, I, I'd always ask him how on earth are you still so strong and positive after going through 20 years of just being like people literally just wanting to kill you basically and he explained to me that um, if you dr- having hatred is drinking poison and expecting it to kill somebody else so he doesn't want to live that life so he's just the happiest most bubbliest person I know so, yeah. Well, that's a, it's an amazing lesson for all of us, really, something like that. Uh, let's listen to your next music, and then we're going to talk more about this amazing life of yours. This is a piece by Miriam Makeba called West Wind. Let's unify this promised land, said Miriam Makeba in West Wind, the choice of Kitumetse Mohoro, who's my guest in People of Note. You obviously were never afraid of expressing your opinions, and you still aren't, because I've seen you around here at Classic 1027 expressing your opinions. And this is good. And that confidence was given to you by your grandparents. It definitely was. I remember when I was pretty young, my grandfather explained. He said, do you know who's Charles Darwin? And I said, no. He said, well, in this life, it's survival of the fittest. So you have to always be assertive. You need to, if you don't decide what you are, people will decide that for you. So I always make sure that I'm confident, that I express how I feel. And one thing that is very important is honesty. Without honesty, then you don't have any integrity. And it's very important for people to know that you are an honest person and whatever that comes out of your mouth is what you truly feel and what it it truly is an expression of what the truth is. So I try to make sure that I instill those principles that I was taught by the Mokoro family and I keep that till today. And just talking of the Mokoro family, 
some of them are still in very senior positions around the country. You mentioned one of them is a premier. Yes, my opa job, opa job Mukhara, he's the he's just been inaugurated as the premier of the Northwest. And um, my grandmother, Yvonne Mukhara, she is one of the first black constitutional judges of South Africa. So. Female. Female, yeah. yes, female. And actually that brings me on to another interesting thing is that some of the issues which you have been a spokesperson for when you were younger was education, health and women empowerment or empowerment of women. Yes. You feel very strongly about that. I do because I grew up in a very political family and I spent a lot of time um, going to many government events, opening of legislatures, parliaments and and I, I realized that there is a need for change. Having to hear MECs and premiers and presidents speaking about all these changes, I wanted to definitely be part of that. I wanted to make sure that I, I let everybody know that it's important through, as also because of my, 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 my grandparents, they, they are advocates for, for children and females. And I just wanted to be a part of that. And I think you are just by being who you are, which Thank is you. rather wonderful. So we can take five now. This is uh, Paul Desmond and Dave Brubeck. What a great piece that is. Take five. That so featured Paul Desmond and Dave Brubeck. I'm interested that your choices are mainly on the sort of jazzy side. And yet here you work at a classic radio station. Yes, um, I grew up with jazz music because I was raised by yeah. my grandparents. And um, when I was five, uh, my grandfather bought me a piano for my fifth birthday. And that's when I started taking piano lessons and I started um, learning uh, more like the classical realm of things in terms of music. And I completely enjoyed that a lot. So um, when I started working at Classic, I, it just reminded me of all those all those times I'd be in school and I'd be learning how to play and so forth. Well, that's a great thing. So you've got a wide range of music in your in your own background. Yes, I do. Which is very good. And I see one of the other things you did was that you worked on uh, policy development and, and you were a research intern in the office of the Premier. Yes. That's, that's in Northern Cape, I take yes, it. Yeah. Yes. And did you really? And it says here that you assisted in drafting the first provincial growth and development plan for the Northern Cape. Yes, that was uh, in 2016, 2017. The Northern Cape is, was actually one of the the last provinces to actually draft or even have a provincial growth and development plan, which is a very important provincial plan to have. And I was absolutely honoured and stoked to be part of the very first team to to draft the very first one. And it took us about, I think, a year to do so because there's so many different departments that all had to be in synergy in terms of understanding and planning. And and it was an absolutely wonderful experience. Were you one of the younger members of the team? Yes, I was an intern at the, at the, yeah. at the Premier's office in the policy department. And we were an integral part of creating this, this, this draft. And you let them know your opinions all the time? Of course, I worked in the economics section of the of the draft and as well as the environment, because the environment is also something that that I hold dear to me, because I think that is something we all should take um, in, into consideration, especially for our future generation. So that was really fun having to work on things that I really love doing and doing research. So the whole plan is obviously about the past 
where we are now and what is the future. And do you bring all those things to bear in, for example, the content here on Classic 1027 in getting people who are interested in the things that you're interested in too? Yeah, I do. I do try to do so um, within guidelines of the shows that we yeah. have here at Classic. And, and just for our listeners' sake, uh, which shows do you look after? I produce Fine Living, which is the 10 to 2 show, Monday to Friday. I also assist with Winding Down with Carolyn Stain. And I, like, generally I assist the station with um, whatever content needs. And finding people to be on the program. Yes, yeah. that's that's my job, to, to go and yeah. fish out the best guests that we can who can come and tell our listeners the most amazing stuff about whatever it is that they do. Yeah, well, as you are telling me now, which is really nice. And your next choice is by Princess Constance Magogo Kadinizulu. She's the famous daughter of uh, Mangosutu, a uh, mother of Mangosutu Butelezi. Uh, she was the daughter of King Solomon of the Zulus. This piece is called Uyepina. What a beautiful voice that. That's Sibongle Kumalo singing a song by Princess Magogo. That's the daughter of King Solomon, or Dini Zulu, I suppose it must be, daughter of Dini Zulu, and mother of Mangosutu Butelezi. Very special person in the history of music in South Africa, and many of those songs were transcribed by Professor Mzilikazi Kumalo. That one was called Uyepina. The choice of Kitumetsu Mohoro, who's my guest in People of Note. She works here at Classic 1027, but she's also been working in the Premier's office in the Northern Cape in Kimberley, where she comes from. And then I see you attended the University of the Free State. Yes. What did you study there? I studied governance and political science and international relations as well as communications, which is something that I, I decided when I was 12, when I stood up in that legislature, that that's what I wanted to study. Okay, but I just want to ask you, do you remember what you said when you stood up? Um, I actually don't. I, I think by the time I was like 14, 15, I'd forgotten because I was doing so many things. I had so many tours. Um, but it, it was it was important enough for for Morning Life to want to interview me as well as for the Premier to say, you are being shadowed. I got into trouble the next day at school because I wasn't, remember, I wasn't invited. You were playing truant. Yes. Yeah. And I was so on the... what happened? I was on the cover of the newspaper, the local newspaper. I was on TV and my principal called me in and said to me, said, Kitu, I want you to know that you're in trouble, but I'm absolutely proud of you for representing our school because that's yeah. our uniform that's all over. And I'm also like to apologize for not choosing you as the one to <laughs> represent. <laughs> so you scored many points. I did. Yeah. And you just said, next time, just come to me first before you just decide yeah. to gate crash. I think that's a wonderful story. Yeah. And how did the other girls feel? Were they, they proud of you too? No, they were pretty upset. I, I will not lie. They were super upset by that. They they really felt that I just stolen. Upstaged them. Yes, yeah. upstaged them. And I didn't sure. give them a chance. And yeah. yeah. But in hindsight, we're friends now because that happened yeah. so long ago. And it was good for you. It was. That was the beginning of me understanding. What I appreciate about my grandparents is they would always, whatever you wanted to do, they would always 
push you. They would never be yeah. like, no, we don't want you to be a musician. We don't want you to be this. So when I said to my grandfather, I want to be like you. I want to, to, to go and study politics and I want to understand it better and I want to make a difference. He said, well, whatever you need, let me know. Whatever resources, I've got that. So that was that was pretty. That's why I went to university and studied governance. And just interestingly enough, what was that like? Because University of the Free State uh, was. Did you study in Afrikaans or in English? In English, everything yeah. was yeah. In, English. in English. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that must have been quite an interesting experience too. You it, with your background. Yes, yeah. it it really was. Um, I I I honestly believe that that governance and political science program at the University of the Free State is one of the best in South Africa, given that I've spoken to other students from other universities. And I was actually fortunate enough to learn um, from the policies and um, the books that were written by my grandfather, Job Mukhara, who's the premier of the Northwest. So my lecturers would always tell me that I have an upper hand because I'm lear- we are all learning. You've got the inside yes, track. Yeah. As well as um, the um, when I did, I also did some law modules and my grandmother, um, um, Justice Yvonne, she as well some of her her. Her quotes, as well as her legislations, was something that I'd also have to learn. We'd all have to learn. And once again, my lecturers would be like, you just you could just call them and ask them if whatever advice you need, you know. So that was pretty cool as that well. That is pretty cool. Yeah. And it is nice to know that members of your own family are recognized for the fantastic work that they've done. I think that's really important because in life, you want to know that whatever you've done somehow the world understands that and sees that and it's really amazing that i was able to i am able to open books and libraries and diaries and have my family all over duke ellington is up next this is the duwa thing fantastic playing there from the city of birmingham symphony orchestra under simon rattle that was music by duke ellington that duwa thing and Kitumetso, that's very good because it shows that's the sort of crossover with classic 1027. You can play jazz with a symphony orchestra. Yes, you can. It, it's really easy to do. And yeah. Duke Ellington is one of your grandfather's favorites, or your favorite. Yes, yes yeah. yeah. So um, I, I always thought that when you get old, like jazz is just something that you listen to because you're old. But I, And I thought to myself, oh, you know, when I'm not living with my grandparents, I don't think I'm going to listen to jazz. But I definitely find myself with my headphones in and just jazzing away all day. <laughs> <laughs> now, another one of the things that you've done in your short life is to be a love life representative. Yes. Just tell us about that. So um, I, I would go, it was my, as a rep for Love Life, I used to go and say... Again, was this while you were at school? Yes. And were you chosen or how did it yes. happen? All of these things were, I was chosen to become. Um, nominated and then chosen to become. So um, my job was to go around the Northern Cape, which also coincided with me shadowing MECs where I had to go and say speeches either on behalf of an MEC or on behalf of Love Life to um, high school kids. And I'd have to educate them more about things such as teenage pregnancy and um, HIV and AIDS. And at first it was really nerve wracking because I'm like, how I'm, I'm like 14, 15 at the time. And now I have to explain to 14, 15 year olds what is the right thing to do. But I realized after I think the second high school that kids actually would like to hear a kid 
tell them to do the right thing more than an adult because we're kind of in the same shoes. So as much as I need to, I'm telling them not to about HIV. They know that I'm also trying to prevent myself from not getting HIV yeah, in yeah, turn yeah. as a child. Yes. So you were talking to your peers, actually, yes. which is never easy, especially when you're young. Yes, like I, that. I think the reason why I, 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 I was able to do it is because I had to ask myself, how is it that I'm going to able to grip children's attention? I've listened to many speeches as a child, but I need to make it engaging for these kids to want to continue. So what I did was um, I would not stand at the podium because that's too rigid. I would walk around the stage and I would have jokes in between. And if I could see somebody dozing off because that's what they would do anyway, I'd be like, hey, you. You know, would you like to stand up and tell me what I just said? And the, would make everybody laugh and the kid would be like, okay, I'm sorry. So just make it engaging. And I think that's why I const- I, they constantly just kept choosing me to do that because I was Because you just, were good at it. I was good at it. Yeah, yeah. And you still are. Yeah, and I did a lot of research as well. It wasn't just about telling kids about this, but making it interesting to them as to why they should not um, engage in yeah. doing the wrong thing. And it's obvious to me from listening to you speak here that you you are a very confident speaker. I am. Yeah. I am. I. It's something that I learned from a very young age. Were you a member of debating society? At I was. I was part of first team debating. I was part of the public speaking first team as well. I actually received full colours for such, and I was also chosen. The one of my biggest achievements so far, actually, in terms of that was when I was chosen to be part of the Junior City Council, which I'll tell you more about. Okay, let's listen to the, your next choice, which is the Busgate Soweto String Ensemble performing Ain't No Sunshine. Wow, listen to that enthusiasm. That was for Cecilia Manyama and Tumi Mapolo, who were singing with the Busgate Soweto String Ensemble, directed by Rosemary Norden. And it's the choice of Kitumetsu Mohoro. It was called Ain't No Sunshine. Kitumetsu works here at Classic 1027. She's one of our backroom people. She's the producer for Fine Living and the coordinator for Winding Down in the Evening. But you were going to tell me about your experiences on the Junior City Council. Yeah, um, I was chosen by my high school um, Northern Cape High to represent them as um, on this council. So th- the council works like the model UN, where it is, it is a model of what the actual council is in the terms of local government, and um, it was a really fun experience because we I, we got a chance to really make a difference in the lives of kids by having fundraisers. And I remember we actually. We worked so hard. We decided as a council, us, I think we were about 15, we decided at the beginning of the year that we're going to go big or go home. So we decided that no, none of us are going on June holidays. None of us are going away on September. We're going to raise as much money as we can. So at the time, the so each province had a council. And I think the most money raised was 5,000 rand. And um, we were like, 5,000 rand, we're not going to double that. We're not going to triple that. We're going to go exponential. And at the end of the year, we had raised 88,000 rand. And we, it was never in the history of the JCC ever done before that. And we, from the smallest province with the least amount of population. So that was that was a pretty cool experience. And the chief driver of all that? That was our mayor at the time, um, who was our model mayor at the time. I was part of the team to lead that. So 
it was just unfortunate that after our council, the council got, they decided not to do that anymore. Have you kept in touch with some of those people? I have. They're all my Facebook friends. And um, we're all doing, we're all in different parts of South Africa, different parts of the world. So that's But doing cool. interesting things. Everyone is doing something quite interesting. Yeah. They are accountants, lawyers. And yeah, so it's really cool to watch everybody grow because of Facebook. Everyone's integrated somehow. Here comes a piece now that I've conducted with Hugh Masekela, or when he was alive. We did this with the orchestra in one of the Starlight Classics concerts. It's called Grazing in the Grass. Welcome back to People of Note. It's just gone seven o'clock, and I'm talking tonight to Kitumetsu Mohoro, who works here at Classic 1027. She's the producer of Fine Living and the coordinator of Winding Down. But she's a real bubbly personality who keeps us all under control here at Classic 1027. And she's a woman who's got opinions, although, I, and I have to say, Kitumetsu, you hardly look as though you're out of school. Uh, this is not good radio, I realize, but she's a very slender, beautiful girl. And what's more, she's the fashionista of Classic 1027. You dress beautifully always. You're always color-coordinated. Yes, I try, Richard. Thank you very much. So it's very important for me to always try to make sure that I look good because if I look good, then I'll feel good and then I can have a better day. And also people take you seriously. People take you... Uh, that's something I actually once again learned from my grandfather. Um, every morning at 6 o'clock, he would... didn't matter Monday to Monday, he would have his suit on and he would be sitting watching TV and I'd be like, Opa, are you going somewhere today? And he's like, no, I'm like, but why are you so dressed up? He said, you never know who's going to come visit me. You need to always look your best and represent yourself the way you always want people to perceive you. Well, so. I've always been very impressed by how you're, uh, you're always beautifully turned out here at Classic 1027. Thank you, Richard. And you can give us all advice on our clothing you see i'll try <laughs> <laughs> and you're always very positive and cheerful and that's also part of your your makeup i guess yeah. and from your family and what needs doing here where in the longer term where do you see yourself working and going in south africa would you like to do something else in the longer term or are you happy where you are um i believe that everything in life should lead you to to realizing your bigger purpose. So um, me working at Classic is a very important part of my of my journey as because I studied communications and I absolutely love what I do here. And in the next five to 10 years, I definitely see myself um, having my own business as well as um, having a foundation that I'm already working on, which will, is in honor of my grandfather, um, based on um, women empowerment as well as education for the young. So that is definitely where I see myself in about five, 10 years time. I've already made plans and I'm already on the way there. So I'm pretty happy with the success. With your upbringing and the sort of um, shadowing that you did, did you see yourself ever as being in government? Yes, I mean, I worked for the office of the premier. Um, I, I definitely did see myself in government. And then I realized, and I told my grandfather, I said to him after I'd studied and I was working there, I said, is it all right if I went and I did something completely different? And he said, 
you are allowed to be somebody else every five minutes. I said, are you sure? Because since I was 12, I've always just wanted to do this thing. And he said, well, you'll never know and experience something unless you try. And I said, well, maybe I should go and try because of my other skill, which is communications. Maybe I should try to be do something in the media. I absolutely love radio and I absolutely love working in the space of uh, like in the media industry. So um, I then packed a backpack and climbed a bus and I came to Joburg and now I'm here at Classic and I'm pursuing another one of my dreams. So I, I'm the type of person because I'm a Capricorn where I set different goals in my life and I want to experience different things. So I, 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 I love doing a whole bunch of stuff and hopefully I can do it all in one bowl. But your roots are still firmly in the Northern Cape. Yes, they are. That will always be where my where my where the love and my passion lies is in the northern cape so whatever i do it will always will always have the northern cape in mind and do you go back regularly i do my grandfather um is is still living in the northern cape he's now uh, a farmer he's 84 so he used to um he was the former deputy speaker of the northern cape as well as a parliamentarian and now he just farms, so I go visit him, and I'll be on the farm. There's no reception on the farm, so you can imagine how I feel when I don't, when I can't check my WhatsApps. But no communication. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so I do go home regularly. And um, Dr. Zamani Sol has just been um, inaugurated as our premier, which is super exciting because I've met him a couple of times, and he has all the right policies. And I'm, I'm really, I'm very hopeful. He really brings up a new a new tomorrow for the Northern Cape, which is important. Your next choice is Letter Mbulu, and this is a piece called Mamani. Wow, enthusiastic applause there for Letter Mbulu singing Mamani. And I well remember uh, Kefa Semenya and Letter Mbulu coming to see me in my office when I ran the National Symphony Orchestra soon after they came back here after being in exile, and they wanted to know how they could link in with the National Symphony Orchestra. It's very interesting in those days after 1992 when people started returning here. And I met a lot of people probably whom you would know now. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them sadly are no longer with us, but there were many around. I get, were you even born in 1992? That is actually the year that I was born. There you go. <laughs> yeah. What a year to be born in. Yeah, yeah. it was just before 1994. And um, I, I still consider myself a born free, even though I wasn't born in 94. But there yeah. we go. And how important has that been? I mean, you, you didn't know apartheid and the old uh, system in South Africa intimately, although the system has still continued in yeah. many ways. Yeah. So you've still experienced it, but you didn't experience it in its, in its ugliest form. Yeah. So, but you know all about it. I do because of my family. Uh, my family has always been highly political. And I think that's where I get my opinions from. So um, they've always believed in fighting for something that is greater than you. And also understanding the importance of leading from behind at the same time. So um, it was, it was, it's, it's pretty surreal to have to sit down Christmas 2002 and have your family relay stories about apartheid and the past and from like a first-hand experience. I know when I speak to my friends about it because 
their family members did, weren't actively fighting against the system. They'd always ask me like, as they'd want to live vicariously through me as I live vicariously through my, my, my grandparents. And it'd be so interesting. And they'd always tell me, wow, like that is so amazing that there are people that actually were like, you know what, I'm willing to risk it all for a greater yeah. South Africa. And I, when I was growing up, my grandparents always encouraged me to make friends with everybody from different walks of life. They, they didn't like it if I had friends that were only female or only black or only white or only colored. They said to me, you're not going to learn anything if you, if you restrict yourself. So I had friends that were Indian and I had friends that were colored and black and from different cultures. Every time I'd, 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 I'd have friends from a certain pool, it'd be, oh, you can't just have friends that are Sotswana. Why don't you have friends that are Kosa and Zulu? What are you learning from other cultures? What are you learning from friends who, aren't, who are not Christians? What are you learning from? So that was, that was very important, that uh, they made sure that self-development is something that, is, that comes first. Well, it sounds as though your grandparents were very wise people. They are. They, they led you on a very fantastic path to get they, where you are today. They have, and I'm very, very grateful for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your next choice is Mangwane Mpulele, a traditional Sutu song played by the Soweto String Quartet. The Soweto String Quartet uh, playing a traditional Sutu song, Mangwane Mpulele. Isn't that about rain? It is. Um, directly it translates to, Aunt, please open for me because it's raining outside. And um, I remember because growing up, I... I went to an English school and my grandparents were a little bit concerned that I didn't know Setswana as well as I should. So they would make me listen to songs like Mangwan and Pulele with my aunt. And um, that was that's how I actually learned more about my culture and my language, my mother tongue, actually. So, yeah, these songs are very special to me and I'm really glad that um, I can share them with our listeners. And apart from anything else, you grew up in a part of the country that has very little rain. Yes, it's yes. It's a very dry part of the country. I mean, yes. where were you born, actually? I was born in Mafikeng, and then... Well, um, now, Mahikeng. Mahikeng, yes, Mahikeng. And then, remember I told you that my grandparents asked my mom if yeah. I could, if they could... So then you moved to Kimberley. Then I moved yeah. to Kimberley to be with, to be raised by my grandparents. I think that's a wonderful story, actually. I wonder if there are any other listeners who've had similar experiences where grandparents have asked to be able to bring up a child of the next generation down, yeah. as it were. Were there a couple of you who, who yes, were Yes, it brought? was myself and my, th- my, my two sisters. I'm oh, the I youngest see. and my older okay. brother, as well as my cousin. So they all went to Kimberley? Yes, because my, my, grand, my grandfather at the time, he had just been, re- um, it was the new compensation, and he just wanted to know what it is like to, you know. Have a family. Have a family. I mean, he hadn't had that in decades, yeah. and he had been alone. He was also... He was um, under house arrest after he was released from Robben Island. So when he was released, he actually thought that he, this was his chance, 13 years of being away from his family. Now he's going to go back to Kimberley. And the apartheid government said, no, that's not what's going to happen. You are going to go to Kuruman, which is another small town in the Northern Cape, and you're going to live alone. And your family, you won't see your family. So even though he was not in prison he was still in prison so when all of that was over he was like can i just go to someone's first soccer match 
and be able to see a piano recital. And yeah, so I that I'm really happy that um, my all our parents were just like, okay, that's fine. Would they'll give them that? And also, it was also assistive to our our parents because then they could go, they could come to the city of gold and pursue their their, their, their dreams. Own dreams, yeah. Yes, without having to worry. So that was yeah. awesome, actually. It's an amazing story. Yes. And yes. And obviously your grandfather and your grandmother are quite happy to talk about the experiences of those days. They they are. Um, a lot of people would come to our home in Kimberley. My grandparents have this open door policy. Literally, the door stays open from 8 in the morning up until 5. And anyone can just knock and come and listen to stories about the past and why it's important for you to be positive at all times. So, yeah, we... Um, We've done documentaries. We're writing a book about my grandfather and his life. So, yeah, it, it's it's very important. Are you involved in that? I'm actually the one writing the book. Aha! Uh -huh. My grandfather and I were invited to Cape Town to do a documentary, and last year September, and we went to Robben Island together. It was, I think, the third or fourth time we had been on Robben Island together, and um. He would. He was relaying the story and of him, and we went to his cell with his picture and his shaving machine, and um, all the tourists that were there. They were just so absolutely honoured to be on tour with an actual survivor of of the imprisonment of that time. We're going to talk about this book in a moment, but your next choice is Nina Simone with Cinnamon. Nina Simone with Cinnamon. That's from the Thomas Crown Affair. The choice of Kitumetse Mohoro, who's my guest in People of Note. Kitumetse works here at Classic 1027. She's the producer of Fine Living and the coordinator of Winding Down. And she comes from a very distinguished family in the Northern Cape. And you were talking about the book that you are writing. Yeah, I told my grandfather after we came back from Robben Island that I would like to write a book on his life and he said that that would mean everything to him so that's currently what i'm doing i'm writing from the day he was born in 1935 on the 16th of december up until his life um right now so it is a book from his perspective because i was fortunate enough to live in essence in his shoes because he would tell me all these stories so i don't have to, i'm not writing the book in terms of what my experiences were but from him so he's more than happy for that and um it's quite an exciting journey and what i what the reason also it's so easy for me to write this book is because my grandfather is a very descriptive person so when I, you ask him um tell me about the time you were released he'll say things like it was a Tuesday morning and it was very rain. It was raining that day. And I remember that day I couldn't see a bird in sight. That's how we would start. So it, it makes it so much easier to write this book. Yeah. So how far are you with it? I'm actually about three paragraphs in. I am. It's at its early stages. It's at its early stages um, because also I, I have to, I have to be, I have to remember that I'm far from my grandfather, so it's not a matter of me just being able to be like, huh, ask him questions anytime I want. 
So it's a process. But I also think it's important to tell these stories. So actually, you should take some time off to go and do it. I mean, it yeah. takes a long time to write a book. Yes, I'm actually I've, uh, what I've uh, the the way I'm doing it now is I'm literally going a page a day. So that's 365 pages in a year. So that's how I'm constructing the book because I don't want to put myself under too much pressure. Um, but I know that it's going to be absolutely amazing. So. And for those of you who may have missed it earlier on, um, Kitumetsu's grandfather is Gauta George Mohoro, who is a military veteran of the ANC, a former prisoner on Robben Island. He was also deputy speaker of the Northern Cape and a parliamentarian. So he's had a busy life and now a farmer. Yes, he, he actually, in, in 99, he left, the, he left politics. And then when... Um, former president Jacob Zuma became came into administration he actually called a lot of veterans back and said we will never understand how to lead this country if we don't understand where we're from so my grandfather is one of those people that got a personal call from the president to say you need to come back and lead us so even though he was very old he went back and gave all his energy to assisting South Africa so talking of turning back I think Jikele Maweni sounds like turning back and this is a traditional Kosa piece Jikele Maweni that's a traditional Kosa song arranged by Vessel von Rendsburg and featuring Mokoi Mkhubata Mlungi Sigegana and Godfrey Mwina so quite uh, a selection of musicians there have you ever played well you said you played the piano mm -hmm. do you still or not um, I don't play it as much as I used to because um, um, once I became much older, especially after I blew up, in essence, inverted commas, I had to do a lot of touring. So that my piano was affected. But what I decided to do was I decided to listen to my favorite pop songs and actually learn how to play them on the piano as well, just to supplement the fact that I was not able to continue. So, yeah, when I go home, my piano is still there. Um, my grandfather won't let, won't get me somebody to tune it, so some of the notes are <laughs> very bad. But um, whenever I go home, the first thing I do is I play the piano and I'll call him and be like, sit, listen to me play with my rusty fingers. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. No, you must keep up those skills because yes. that's a very special skill also and very good for people in old age to play the piano. Just remember that. I didn't you know that. You heard it here on this station, okay? I didn't know that, but yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, next time I'm home, I will make sure that he plays a piece with me because yeah. I actually know how to play pieces where two people a, play a at duet, the same. A yeah. duet, yes, yeah. a duet. That's what it's called. There we go. So don't forget that. And here's another piece of music now by Herbie Hancock. It's called Watermelon Man. That was Watermelon Man featuring Herbie Hancock at the piano. And one day you're going to be playing like this, you see, because I'm sure, didn't you enjoy watermelons in your youth too? I did. In your youth, I mean, you're still in your I, youth. Yes, it is still, I'm still in my youth. I, I did and I still do. Watermelon is definitely one of my favorite fruits, you know, because it just, I mean, it's watermelon. And you were saying off air that they used to grow in the garden. Yes, like unexpectedly, like we just wake up in the morning and there'd, there'd be like this little green ball on the grass thingy and it'd be like, what? No one planted watermelons. It's from so. where you were spitting out the pits. <laughs> yeah, as a child, <laughs> when we'd have prize at home, yes. <laughs> so you're, you're busy now working here at Classic 1027. You're writing a book. You're going home. 
Do you travel at all? I mean, have you traveled abroad? No, I haven't traveled abo- abroad. We have family in Botswana. So I've been under the sea, not over the sea. But um, I, I do plan on traveling abroad, especially next year, um, just to go experience other cultures and so forth. Yeah. And when you're not busy working or writing a book, what, what do you do to relax? I actually need to learn how to relax because when I get home, I um, remember I ex- explained that I, I am starting my own business, which I've already started doing. So I'm working on that. It's very hard being an entrepreneur because nothing is certain. So do you want us to do you want to tell us what it is? So what the the company that I'm currently se- setting up setting up um, is a company that deals with fashion. So remember, you said I'm a fashionista. So I figured I might as well use that as a tool. So uh, currently, I'm investing in certain types of clothing that I'd like to manufacture and um, I'm trying to find it will be ladies line because um, I don't really know much about men's fashion but I know exactly what I'd love ladies to wear so that's what I'm working on now and I'm actually currently in talks with like international companies because globalization is something that you cannot ignore so that's what I do and um, I also I'm also an English teacher so I teach as well English and online. Yes, online. Yeah. That's what I do. I, I can I teach English as a foreign language. So that's what I also do in my in my spare time and if I have time also I'm a mom to five dogs, so I have wow. I have American bullies. So they imports and they really special to me. And when I'm not doing all of that, I then I can Netflix. So that's well, it sounds that there's not much time for Netflix if you're doing all these other things. That's amazing. That's true. So you're you're quite a quite a worker. Yes, I'm a Capricorn, so it's very important for me to try to keep as busy as possible because my grandfather always told me that in life you must have a purpose, and if you don't know your purpose, that's okay. Try different things until you find something that you can you you know stick to. So I I I realize that I have a purpose for a lot of things. And I was always like, what do I do between all these things? Like, which one do I choose? And I realized I don't have to choose one. All I can do is just love everything and just compartmentalize. compartmentalize. I don't know how to say compartmentalize. that. Compartmentalize. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. So is my first language. Yeah. And um, then I'll be able to um, do everything as long as everything is in its box. So that's what I do. I, I try to be 10 things if I can. And I'm, I don't want to be a master at anything, but I want to know that I gave myself a chance to do anything and everything that I wanted to do. That was a song called At Last, featuring Etta James on vocals. And it's the final choice of Kitumetse Mohoro, who's been my guest in People of Note, and a wonderful guest. Thank you. It's a pleasure. And you said you wanted to say something also. Yes, I just wanted to say thank you so much for the interview. And um, I have dedicated this interview to my grandfather, Khauza George Mukharo, um, because of everything that he has taught me. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for him. And I'd like to thank you for allowing me this opportunity to spend time just talking about my family and how much and how honored I am to be a part of a, the, a greater cause. And Opa, I love you very, very much. And also part of the, the family here at Classic 1027 because 
Kitumezzo Mojoro, who's been my guest, is the producer of Fine Living and the coordinator of Winding Down here on Classic 1027 and a colleague of mine here on the staff and a wonderful colleague. As I said earlier, always beautifully turned out, fantastic with her opinions and just a bubbling, cheerful person to have around in the office. And I want to say thank you to Pitt for helping us put the program together. And that's it for tonight. You've been listening to People of Note on Classic 1027. And from all of us here at the station, we want to say thank you for listening and have a great week ahead.